Tony, Jace and Sam. Coast Feel Good Breakfast. Best show moments. You know those mornings where you just feel like the world is against you? Yes. I had one of those this morning. I First of all, I woke up from a very deep sleep and I'd done a workout yesterday and I was really sore. So I was like this old woman trying to arch myself out of bed. Mm. And I've got a shoot today, so I had to do more makeup than usual. Then I forgot my mascara. Then I hopped in the car and the yellow light was dinging at me. And I was like, oh, I'm already running late. Now I have to go and get some petrol. Okay, that's fine. Let's just go get some petrol. So I pull into the BP. Couldn't remember which side the petrol cap's on as normal. There's an arrow. There's an arrow. You tell me that every time and every time I forget that. (laughs) So I had to, uh, I parked, then I looked and it was on the wrong side. So then I reparked. No. (laughs) And then I hopped out of the car and I went round to the petrol cap to do my usual push the petrol cap and it opens. And it wouldn't open. It's like... Is this, and then it flashed through my mind, is this the car where you, because we've, this is relatively new, I've only had it for a year, the van. I was like, does the van petrol cap push? And I kept pushing it and it wasn't coming open. So I was like, oh, it mustn't be. So I hopped back in the car. I was like, right, where is the button that opens the petrol cap? Nothing to be seen. By now, the the, the attendant, is this a stolen car? Yeah, like they're (laughs) looking out at me and I'm going in and out of my car like a psycho. And he's like, what is that woman up to? Then I get to the point where I can't find it. So I'm like, no, it must be a push cap. And I went, ah, I know why the push cap's not opening. It must be one of those electronic things. And I still had the car in neutral. So I was like, ah, you must have to put it in park. So I put it in park, handbrakes all on. I go back round and the damn thing still wouldn't push open. I, by this stage, I'm like, oh, maybe it's jammed. So I start to get my fingers to try and wrench it Reach open. It <laughs> wow. And it's not coming. I'm like, no, this, this is definitely not happening. And then what do I do? I'm like, I'm desperate. I'm late for work. And I ring my husband, wake him up, and I'm like, where is the petrol button to open the cap? He goes, it's a push open. I said, no, it is not. The car is in a park. I've tried to open this cap. It is not opening. By this stage, I'm just getting so irate and annoyed. And he goes, he's like, not at him, just at the situation. <laughs> I know the problem. He's like, no, Tony, it is a push open. You've, you've done something wrong. Go put it back in park. I said, the car is in park. And I'm thinking, I'm on my phone and I'm in the petrol thing. I don't think I'm meant to be. So I, a stolen car. So I like, the okay, thanks for the help. Bye. Then I went back round to my car and then Matt, my Matt rings me again and he said, you have to unlock the car to be open the petrol. I said, what do you mean unlock the car? My door's wide open. It's clearly unlocked. And so I pushed the unlock button, went back around and the cap popped open. Do you have to do Is that a thing? Apparently that's a thing. I didn't know that was but a thing. But by this stage, I've got a half-bent <laughs> petrol cap opener. Have you bent No, it? I haven't. No, I haven't. And a crowbar on the other hand. We're going to do this like one way or another. And oh, you know geez. what? Well, to top it off, then I go into the petrol station. He says, do you have your AA card? I was like, no, I do not. <laughs> Show highlights from Tony, Jace and Sam. Coast's feel-good breakfast. School holidays, quite challenging, aren't they? Especially on a wet day, you have to... Uh, come up with some well, different activities. Otherwise, you get cabin fever quite quite quickly. I hate to um, to put this on you, but your kids don't even go to school yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's the thing what we learned during lockdown is that suddenly two weeks holiday seems like a short time. <laughs> really fast. Anyway, it was raining and we decided, uh, well, I decided that for Brando, I was going to go back to something I did when I was a kid. Did you ever make um, parachutes 
for your figurines. Oh, yes. yes we Such did. a wonderful thing to do. Um, so we decided to do that, but we, we were going to use Brando's Pride and Joy, Captain America. He's got a Captain America figurine, and it's bigger than a G.I. Joe because you used to traditionally do it for the G.I. Joe, which is quite a small figurine. Yeah, you little army men. So you know, that's it. So as soon as you go for something the same size as a Barbie but with a bit more girth, <laughs> you need a bigger parachute. So out to the garage we went and we cut out of a sheet a good-sized parachute, and it takes quite a long time because then you have to make a hole on each corner and you have to cut the shape of a parachute and you have to tie it to the figurine. Probably took us about an hour. At this point, Brando's losing focus. He just wants his Captain America figurine back so he can <laughs> yeah. play with it. He just wants it to fly. He said, stick with me. Stick with me on this. We're going to go upstairs and we're going to throw it. So after an hour of battling through with him to try and keep his interest, I got out onto the deck. And you know the deck upstairs in, in our um, outside of our bedroom? It's not really a proper deck. It's a pseudo deck. It's a Juliet balcony. There it's, you go. Yeah, it's it's not, e- not even a metre wide. That's right. It's a step with some railings. And because it was such a big figurine and a big parachute, I knew I had to really wind up and give it a big hoof to make this thing work, right? So I got I got the figurine and the parachute had it all bundled up in my hand and I wound back and I threw his favourite figurine and it got caught on the door handle, ripped the parachute off <laughs> and then the figurine <laughs> went roaring across the driveway and landed on the neighbour's roof. Oh no! And it sat there for two weeks until our neighbours came home from their batch in Whangamataa and all he did all holidays is look out <laughs> and see his figurine on the roof. Man down! <laughs> you tried, Daddy. God, I tried. So, is it the teacher's job or do you reckon it's a parent or caregiver's job to potty train? At school. We're not talking kindy or no, day here here. No, no. Waiting no. to potty train kids is more and more common now and nowadays kids are still in nappies when they start school. That's apparently a fact. I, um, think, it's an, I think it's outrageous to think that a teacher would have to do that. A big five-year-old, no way. Yeah, I mean, there's accidents, aren't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah, different. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's different. But now, now schools in Australia and the UK are installing, and I quote, nappy-changing stations and employing nappy genies to do this. Oh, so wow. a toilet training expert by the name of Amanda Jenner says, school kids in nappies will get bullied. You should do this at home. However, one mum has gone online saying potty training is one of the greatest stresses of parenthood. Hmm. It's too hard. Can they just, one of those skills they teach at school? It's too hard. Come on. That's your job as a parent, to work at it. And I think if you follow a, a regime, you'll get there. We're not talking, like, Sammy, I know that you're saying with Brando, he's three. He's three, yeah. It's very different to a five-year-old. No, absolutely. But I think there there is a, a, a small reason to understand here. You know, society has changed. You've got both parents that are slaving away to pay the mortgage, and they get less time. And when they have that time, they want to be doing nice things. You, not- you can toilet train a kid over the weekend. I'm sorry, if you send your kids to school and expect someone else to change their nappy, yeah, no, that's I agree. embarrassing. That's on you, yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's what I want to ask this morning. Whose job is it? Is it a basic life skill that parents or caregivers should be teaching? I think yes. Or is it an educational skill? Because even if you are working full-time in the week... The weekends, you you can you can do. I I know I know from doing my own kids, you can get a lot done in a weekend. Yes. You just have to bite the bullet, take a potty with mm. you wherever you go. It's a punish, but you can. Get <laughs> we it did it on a weekend. It was a nappy free weekend. And yeah. it, was, it started out horrific, but by the end of the weekend. I never even considered the potty could leave the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does it? Potty in the car. Because if they're in undies, you're like, yeah, right. well, if, they, if they need to go, they need to go. So, so what do right. you do? You just pull the car over? And yep. You know, oh, wow. yeah, we don't have to go into it right now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> the question, whose job is it? Is I mean, who's at fault there? Is it the parent's job? Is it a teacher's job? I don't think it's the teacher's job, but what do you reckon? Tony, Jace and Sam. Feel good breakfast. Show highlights. Whose job is it to potty train kids these days? Can we just clarify here? We're talking about 
about kids over five that have started school. We know before that that they go to daycare and preschools and need help, and also kids who have special needs. That's right. This Obviously is not, yeah, a difference. This is not special needs kids. This is what's come out in the news. Waiting to potty train kids is more and more common nowadays, and kids are still in nappies when they start school. And again, we're not talking about the special needs kids and things like that. So now schools in Australia and in the UK are installing nappy changing stations and having nappy genies to help the kids who are starting wow. school in, th- in nappies. I think that's a real societal problem when you, when that happens. What's what's going on? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Adam sent a text message show, well, that's pretty pathetic of parents uh, to not have their child toilet trained by school. Well, there is actually is an expletive there. That's despicable. Let's face it, parents these days are generally lazier. Adam. Maybe that's it. And a toilet training expert by the name of Amanda Jenner, I said this before, she said that school kids and nappies will get bullied, right? And so therefore it's on the parents. But one mum's come online saying potty training is one of the biggest stresses of parenthood. It's too hard. So is it a basic life skill? So it's going to be too hard for the teacher as well. Well, the teacher's got a lot on their plate already, haven't they? Another 30 kids. Is it a basic life skill the parents or caregivers should be teaching? I think yes. Or is it an educational skill moving forward through your life? I don't know. Sue, what do you reckon? Well, I think it's crazy to make the teachers do it. I mean, the teachers have got more than enough to do these days without having to change nappies. Just imagine if there's 30 of them to do. That's right. Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine. But that's what daycare is, though, isn't it? So why do you think this is happening? Well, I don't know. I mean, I just think perhaps parents are copping out a little bit on, on some of their duties. You know, it might be too hard. Lots of things in life are hard. Yeah. Copping out, or, or is it just times have changed and they are that stretched? Oh, well, something's got to give. Yeah, I think if you're going to have children, you've got to take some responsibility for that basic stuff. So pretty much every single text we've had the last few minutes, and there have been hundreds of them come through on 2699, are saying the same things. Um, uh, We've done this for so, so many years. Come on, lazy parents. Another one here. What else do we expect the teachers to do? They've got to discipline the kids now as well. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. everyone's with you by the sounds of things. Well, that's good. (laughs) <laughs> okay, we can help. Hey, the thanks voice so much. of reason thanks you so are, much. So Again, yeah, everyone's sort of agreeing, so I think we can put that one to bed. It's ridiculous. Yeah, someone else, just quickly before we leave it, uh, it's the perennial responsibility. My kids, we're in the era of cloth nappies. It's even so much easier today, which is a good point too. Yeah, and look, no one likes to carry around a, a potty to, to get it done or have wet n- undies, but it's just part of the job, isn't it? <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> hey, I have to tell you, this is actually a word of warning this morning, um, and I... I mean, I'm not often on the phone these days. I don't often call people. People don't often call me because it's it's so much easier just to text them, mm. messenger, WhatsApp, mm. email. There's too many other things you can just buzz out a message. It's got to be a pretty special conversation to actually talk on mm-hmm. the phone. I'm sure most people have dwindled their phone time, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So you imagine me. I'm, I'm driving and I was driving on my own to the wonderful place that is Mutter Mutter, and I hadn't talked to my friend Laura McGoldrick for a long time, so I thought, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to call her up and we can have a chin wag. Hadn't seen her since your wedding, which actually wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no. uh, but we had lots to debrief. So I rang her and we're having this chat, 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 and then we went into some hills and it cut out. And I went, oh, it's cut out. So obviously instantly, oh, she's calling me again. So it came straight back on. I said, hey, babe, so I was about that. Like, obviously cut out of da-da-da. Went straight into my conversation. Oh, what you talking blushing, about? Blushing. I can't actually remember, but it was girl chat. <laughs> and next thing, a guy on the other end goes, hello, this is Auckland Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and the zoo were calling me to talk about my daughter's birthday party. I don't know what I was more shocked about. More shocked about the fact that 
this guy was on the other end of the line or more shocks that I had two people wanting to call me at the very same time. Yeah, poor buggy. No he one probably, calls he anymore. He made his day with the gospel. You're not going to believe the stuff I heard. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he was like, all I wanted to talk about was the orangutans. Yeah, like, he's, wow. He's passed that on. It's actually a news story coming out about it next week. <laughs> Feel good in the morning. Tony Street, Jace Reeves and Sam Wallace. Coast Feel Good Breakfast. Six till nine weekdays across New Zealand.